0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين ولعدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والأخيرين Welcome to another episode of our tafsir page by page and inshaAllah today we are on page 58 of the Quran which is in Surah Ali Imran, the third Jews of the Quran. In the previous episode uh, we were mentioning the story of Isa والسلام, and the portion of the story uh, towards the end that Allah Azza sent Isa Salat and then how people differed concerning him and how some people elevated his status beyond that which Allah Azza had afforded to him essentially, making him a god besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, worshiping him besides Allah Azza, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relayed or, or established for us a number of principles of the one who rejects the worship of Allah will be punished, and the one who worships Allah Azza alone will be honored and rewarded. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also in the previous episode we mentioned how Allah azawajal says that even the logic that is used to say that Isa alayhi salam is the son of God is a faulty logic. Because with that logic there is a Prophet that is more worthy of that assertion than Isa alayhi salam and that is our, our, our father Adam alayhi salatu And because of this the Prophet was willing to make mubahala to incur the wrath of Allah upon himself or the opposing group, whichever one was not speaking the truth, as is mentioned in the Sunnah, when a group of people came to him from Najran, this area of the Arabian Peninsula, they were Christians and they came to the Prophet. ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ was ready to make this type of mubahara, this open type of incurring the wrath and anger of Allah upon whichever party is untruthful. And he presented himself with his family members. ﷺ. And that is what Allah says that indeed this is the truth. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today's uh, passage or this page that Inshallah ta'ala we're going to cover today continues in that same theme. Continues in that same message, and that is those people who don't worship Allah Azza wa alone from the people of the previous scriptures, claiming that actually no, this was the way of those prophets Musa, Isa, Ibrahim, this false these false claims that they make. That this was the religion that their prophets left them upon. And Allah Azza says that no, it was not. No Prophet or Messenger of Allah called to anything besides Tawheed. And nor will you find within your scriptures such a call, a clear-cut call to anything other than the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we begin today's episode with verse number 64 from Surah Al Ali Imran, and that is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. قل يا اهل الكتاب تعالوا الى كلمه سواء بيننا وبينكم الا نعبد الا الله الا نعبد الا الله ولا نشرك به شيئا ولا يتخذ بعضنا بعضا اربابا من الله تولوا فقولوا people of the scripture let us arrive at a statement that is common to all of us, that we all agree upon. That we worship one God alone, we ascribe no partner to Him, and none of us takes others besides Allah as lords. If they turn away, then say, As for us, we are ones who submit to Allah, جل, we, devote, we devote ourselves to Him. This verse, which is verse 64 of Ali Umran, Surah to Ali imran Uh, It is said that the Prophet ﷺ would write this verse when he was corresponding with the leaders, with the other kings of the uh, the world of his time, especially the Christian kings. So there were a number of rulers and leaders of that time obviously that were Christian in terms of their belief. He would, when he would correspond because we know that a time came towards the end of his life وسلم, where he was writing and corresponding with some of these leaders whether from the Byzantine Romans or the Persians or some of the other kingdoms that existed around the area surrounding in Arabia and around Arabia. And one of the things that he would write to one of the verses that he would command be written in that correspondence to the Christian lords and kings and the Jews and so on is this verse, verse 64 in Surah to Ali Imran. And that is because it speaks about the common ground. If this is what we find in all of the Divine Scriptures, then let us stay upon this, and everything else therefore can't be true because there are discrepancies here and there. This is, it is also said that the Prophet ﷺ would sometimes recite this verse in his Sunnahs of Fajr. So the Sunnah prayers of Fajr, Salah, it is said that he would also recite this verse sometimes in it, and that is because of how comprehensive it is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, addressing the people of those scriptures who came before, primarily therefore the Jews and the Christians, he says, Say to them, ila kalimatin sawa. Let us arrive at a common statement, common ground, something that all of us can agree upon. Because that is, uh, that is because all of these previous uh, nations, the Jews, the Christians, they all claim to worship God alone. Even the Christians who say that there is a Trinity and they essentially say that they are worshiping one God. They claim all of them are monotheistic religions in claim. In reality obviously as we know that is not the case because we disagree with them on a number of fundamental issues but the claim is there so allah says in the quran let us come to the common ground that all of us do agree upon the part of this claim that all of us can agree upon is that allah should be worshipped alone that there is only one true god there should be no god besides him ولا بعضنا أربابا من دون الله. And that we should take not one another as as lords besides Allah as gods besides Allah. Meaning that no human should have any party to this, no human should have any 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 portion of the divine which is the right of Allah subhanahu wa taala alone. Let us all agree upon this. So this is the call that is made to all of the people uh, of the Christians and the Jews and so on. Though all of us, let us agree upon the aspect of Tawheed, which they find in their scriptures, just as we find in the Quran, which is the same message that Allah sent to each and every single prophet and messenger, that they should call their people to the worship of Allah Alone, as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran elsewhere, as you will mention when we come on to that portion of the Quran in Surah An-Nahl, fi kulli ummati Rasula." We sent to every single nation a messenger. they call being worship Allah alone, which stay away from the false deities. And the false deity is everything and anything that is worshipped besides Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And so, therefore, this was the claim made by all of the prophets of Allah. Let us stay and stick to this. This is essentially what is going to be the theme of today's page that we're going to be discussing, that Allah Azawajal is going to say in your scriptures, this is what you find. Why don't you just stick to this? Why have you gone overboard? Why have you transgressed? Why have you manipulated, distorted your religion to include other things that are alien to it? Just as you find in our religion, the religion of or the sharia of the Prophet sallallahu the revelation of the Qur'an, you find this pristine, pure call to the worship of Allah alone and his Tawheed. But if they turn away, then say, as for us, we're Muslims. As for us, we submit to Allah and show our devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by following what we find within his revelation and without going overboard in any of these issues. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, in verse 65, again on a similar theme, speaking to the people of the scriptures, يَا لِمَ تُحَاجُّونَ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَمَا أُنزِلَتِ التَّورَةُ وَالْإِنْجِيلُ إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِهِ أَفَلَا O people of the scriptures, why do you argue about Ibrahim when the Torah and the Gospels were not revealed until after his time? Do you not understand? Allah is saying that the people of the scriptures, all of them, we all accept the Prophet Ibrahim And this is why we often call the Abrahamic faiths. The Muslims, the Jews, the Christians often are referred to as the Abrahamic faiths. All of us believe in and accept the uh, position and the status of this mighty messenger of Allah جل, Ibrahim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, why do you debate over him? Meaning each one claims that it's ours. The Jews say, no, Ibrahim, we're upon his path. And the Muslims say, we're upon his path. And the Christians say, we're upon his path. Allah Azawajal is saying, oh, people of the scriptures, you Jews and Christians, you say that you're upon the path of Ibrahim, but what was Ibrahim upon then? Because the you say that what you find is only in the Torah, only in the Injil. So if you say that Jesus was the son of God, then what was Ibrahim worshipping? Who was Ibrahim worshipping? Isa hadn't come down at that time. There was no Isa Alayhi So what was he worshipping then? And if he was worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone with no partner, no son, no one else, then why isn't that sufficient for you? And the same goes for the Jews as well. As for the Muslims, we believe that we're on that path of Ibrahim. Because we're following exactly what Ibrahim alayhi salam was following, and that is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa taala alone. And so Allah azza wa is saying that this argument that you make, the claim that you make, each one of you saying and trying to claim Ibrahim alayhi salam for himself, that is something which is incorrect. Because what you are doing is alien to the path of Ibrahim alayhi salam, and that is why, as we said in the previous episode, even in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, when you had those people amongst the Arabs and in the Quraysh who were upon the way of Ibrahim. And that is that they shunned the idolatry and the and the and the polytheistic practices of their people. They wouldn't worship idols and they wouldn't worship these stones and trees and so on. Besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were known as being the people of the religion of Ibrahim or Hanifiyin, the people that were upon the way of Ibrahim They wouldn't eat the meat that was sacrificed to idols. They wouldn't take these oaths by their idols. They wouldn't do any of the practices that were prevalent amongst their time. Because even amongst the Quraysh and amongst the Arabs, they recognized that Ibrahim الصلاة, he was free of these practices that then later uh, became prominent and became widespread amongst Arabia. So Allah is saying the same thing here with relation to the Jews and the Christians. The religion of Ibrahim salam is that he was a Muslim. That he submitted to Allah alone. That he worshipped Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone. And so therefore that is the common ground that we find amongst all of these religions. That Allah should be worshipped alone with no partner, no son, no helper, no spouse, nothing. No one except and besides Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone. In verse 66 Allah عز وجل then says Ha antum ha'ula'i hajajtum fi ma bihi ilm falam tuhadjoon fi ma laysa bihi ilm wallahu ya'lamu wa antum la you argue about some of the things of which you have knowledge but why do you argue about things which you have no which you, of which you know nothing indeed Allah عز وجل knows and you do not know Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says that you have in your scriptures knowledge that you can use that you can use in terms of your arguments in terms of establishing your beliefs if you look at your scriptures you will find the uh, the the prophecies that were given of the coming of the Prophet ﷺ. You will see within them the calls to the tawheed and the worship of Allah alone. You will see one of these things in your scriptures, so why don't you use them instead of making claims that you cannot support of your scriptures? The claims of not accepting the Prophet ﷺ, the claims of denying worshiping Allah alone, the claims that the other prophets, Ibrahim and others were upon this way. These are things that are not substantiated in your own scriptures, in your own evidences. So why are you making claims then that you can't substantiate? And that is why in our religion as Islam, in Islam as we know, the Muslim is the one who follows revelation. Muslims are commanded to follow the book of Allah, to follow the sunnah and the practice of the Prophet If you find your religion is, is, is in accordance to what is in those two sources, the Quran and the sunnah, know that it is correct and it is something which Allah Azza wa has legislated. And if you don't find that practice, you don't find that belief in either the Quran or the Sunnah, they know that it's something which is alien, something which is foreign, something which should be rejected and not followed. And that is what makes us as Muslims different to the people of other religions. It's not about our whims, it's not about our desires, it's not about our people or our nation or our family or our culture or our tribe, our clan. It is about revelation. What did Allah want from us? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala command? And then irrespective of your language, your caste, your nation, your tribe, your color, your, whatever it may be, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has united you upon what is, what is guidance and what is the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in verse 67, showing therefore the reality of the situation, that these people who came before and they claim to worship, Ibrahim, or the claim to worship other than Allah Azza wa and they substantiated as being the religion of the prophets. That this is what we find in scripture, and so on. And those people who lay claim to Ibrahim السلام, even though he is free of their practices, Allah Subhanahu taala says in verse number sixty-seven: ما كَانَ وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Ibrahim was neither a Jew nor a Christian. He was upright and devoted to Allah, never an idolater. And so if Ibrahim Ali salam wasn't there before Christianity, was there before Christianity existed, so he can't have been a Christian, and he was there before Judaism existed, so he can't have been a Jew, then what was he? What was his What was he called? We as Muslims believe that all of these messengers and prophets of Allah were Muslims. They were called Muslims, and they believed in Islam, and they worshipped Allah Azza wa Jalla alone. And so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in this verse that Ibrahim salam was neither a Jew, nor was he a Christian. What was he? He was Hanif and Muslima, an upright, devoted Muslim to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, never from amongst the idolaters. In verse 68, Allah Azza wa Jalla says, In aula' al-nas bi Ibrahim al-ladheena tab'oohu wa hadha nabiyyu wa amanu mu'minin." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "And the people who are closest to Ibrahim are those who truly follow his ways, this prophet, and the true believers. Indeed, Allah Azza wa Jalla is the wali, the ally of those who are mu'minin, the believers." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that the people who therefore have most right to Ibrahim. If he wasn't a Jew, he wasn't a Christian. He didn't worship other than Allah Azza wa He didn't call to other than the Tawheed of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. The one who have has most right to Ibrahim are those who truly followed him, whether that's at his time when he was sent as the messenger of Allah the people who followed him and his path ali salam or those people who follow in his footsteps and that is this prophet meaning our messenger muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and therefore the people who follow him and that is why in our religion as we know ibrahim ali salam has an elevated honored respected status and we are told as allah azza commands us in the quran to follow him. قَدْ كَانَتْ لَكُمْ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ فِي إِبْرَاهِيمِ There is in, you, in, in Ibrahim a good example for you, Allah says in the Quran. And many of the aspects of our worship, especially when it comes to pilgrimage, the Hajj and the Umrah, is taken from the story of Ibrahim السلام, and his family. And so Ibrahim السلام, has a status within our religion. And it is a status that is honored, and it is respected. And the crux of that status or the foundation of that status is that we follow his message, and that is the message of all of the prophets and messengers, including our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that we worship Allah azza wa jal alone. So you can see therefore, in the number of episodes that we've done so far throughout Surah Baqarah, Surah Surah Al-Imran, that one of the core messages of the Quran that is repeated, emphasized, mentioned in so many different ways, is establishing this principle of tawheed. There is nothing more important, nothing more pivotal, in the life of a person, then to understand this one concept, the concept of worshipping Allah Azza wa alone. Look at how many times it is emphasized, how many different ways that it is mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because that is the difference between salvation and damnation, the difference between Allah's reward and his punishment. To believe and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And so Allah Azza Wajal mentions this here once again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in verse 69. Some of the people of the book would dearly love to lead you astray, but they only lead themselves astray though they do not realize it. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that the people of the book would love or a group from amongst them would love to cause you to go astray just as they are astray. They would love for you to to go and be a Christian or a Jew or to follow another path other than the path that you were upon. Referring to, obviously, the Prophet This is something which they would love. And essentially that is what they wanted. They wanted this final messenger to be from amongst them. The Christians wanted to lay claim to him. The Jews wanted to lay claim to him. They wanted him to be an extension of their of their own tradition. But Allah وجل, through his infinite wisdom and knowledge, he sent him amongst the Arabs so that he would not be claimed by only one group over another, but rather that he would be a universal messenger for all of mankind. Allah says that they would want you to go astray by following them, but they only lead themselves astray because they are neglecting the true message that you have brought and they're allowing their emotions, their biases, uh, their, their alliances, to overcome guidance or to overcome the truth in terms of the guidance that they should be following and that is what allah azza wa jalla says in verse number 70 ya ahl lima wa antum O people of the book why do you deny allah's revelations when you can see that they are true meaning you see the signs of allah azza wa jalla you see the signs that were brought by the messengers sallallahu alaihi wasallam you see the prophecies that are mentioned in your own scriptures why are you disbelieving and denying in all of that whilst it is present amongst you? And that is why the in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, there were a number of Christians and Jews as we've mentioned before that accepted Islam, Not least of them being the famous illustrious companion Abdullah ibn Salam anhu, an, who was from the Jews of Medina that accepted Islam. Allah Azza is saying that you have these signs, if you were sincere, you would follow then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In verse number seventy-one, which is the first verse of the next page, and, and we'll finish with this verse, because Allah Azza wa again addresses the people of the book, and he says, "Ya al al bil-ba'til, wa al wa O people of the book, why do you mix truth with falsehood? Why do you hide the truth when you recognize it? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala therefore is saying to the people of the book. Why do you reject the truth when you know the truth in your book? And why do you also mix the truth with falsehood? And why do you hide the truth when you recognize it? And that is because they will accept certain elements and then they will change it. They say that we only worship one God, but then they say that Jesus was the son of God. And the two claims then become a contradiction and they become problematic. And so they mix some of the truth with some of the falsehood. They accept certain things and they reject other things. They say, we believe in all of the messengers, but then they reject the Prophet And so Allah Azza wa Jalla is saying that do not mix the truth with falsehood, nor reject the signs of Allah Azza wa Jalla that you see. Even though these verses are primarily about the people of the scripture, the people of the book, it is important to note as Muslims that these are principles that apply to us as well. When you find revelation in the Quran and the Sunnah, don't reject it. As some people do when they come across verses of the Quran or a Hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi they reject, they distort, they misinterpret, they try to, in one way or another, try to, uh, try to explain it away, and sometimes what Muslims do is they mix elements of truth with falsehood. They mix some of what they find in revelation with some of the desires that they want to follow. And that is something that has happened throughout the ages in Muslim history as well. And so Allah is warning us. This is not the way of the believers. The believers are those who follow revelation, what they find in the Quran, what they find in the Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam, and they follow it to the best of their ability. And with that, inshallah ta'ala, we come to the end of today's episode. Barakallahu feekum. Wa salallahu ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa wabarakatuh. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم